morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And this morning, we are in Proverbs chapter 3, so let's say a word of prayer and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this beautiful day. Bless our time as we study your word. Be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so let's get over here to the notes. We're only going to look at four verses today because I've been going a long time. I've been going too long, I think, on these morning devotions. So we're just going to do four verses. Now, uh, quick recap. Quick recap. Let me look at my notes here. So in chapters 2 through 4 of Proverbs, there's a heavy focus on wisdom and the path of wisdom and how it applies to our lives and our daily living. Okay, And so in chapter 2, we saw heavily about how wisdom is a protector. And we saw it in the image of a father and a mother um, t- talking to their children before they leave the home, okay, and reminding them of basic, wise life principles. And what we learned in that is that this father, metaphorical father, was uh, speaking to his son and telling him that the path to wisdom is pretty much based on Proverbs 1 7, which is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, okay? which means love God with all your heart. So putting God first in your life, valuing him, which means seeking him in his word, um, chasing after him, seeing that he carries the purpose and the meaning of life and, and making that as your foundation, your core, is, this, is the path that's going to guard your heart, that's going to protect you. And so in chapter 3, it's along the same vein. It's on the same idea because we're still looking at how Wisdom guides and directs us in life and lays the foundation that we need to have meaning and purpose and true joy. Um, But we see it kind of shift in in more of a direction, not so much that wisdom is a protector, but wisdom is a guide. It directs us. It steers us on the right paths of life. And that's more so the theme of chapter 3. And I love chapter 3. Uh, chapter 3 is a section of scripture that I memorized a long time ago um, because it was something um, near and dear to me. Uh, so anyway, we're going to start out looking at verse 1 through 4, and we have some ba- background history to kind of go along with this passage, and I'll talk about it when I get to it, but let's go ahead and read this. So remember, the idea here is we are learning how wisdom directs us in life, how we can follow it how it how it's it it points us to to a map and points us in the proper direction on that map okay here it starts out it says my son do not forget my teachings or law but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life will they add to you and peace will they add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. In other versions, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Now, these first four verses, you can see very clearly, it's directing us to God's word. And the Bible's going to do that time and time again. We talked about this last week. 
Um, in chapter 2, heavily focused on seeking after God's word, looking to God's word to know what he wants, to, to know his mind, and to understand the way we should live and the foundation we should build upon. And so God's word is of, t of top priority. I mean, it should come to no surprise that Proverbs, the wisdom book in the Bible, heavily points us towards God's word, the Bible itself, as a source of wisdom and truth. And it's absolutely accurate, 100%. And so it says, do not forget my teaching. Again, we have this image of the Father and the Son. And the teaching here, the Father here, is God the Father. Let your heart keep my commandments. Length of days and long life and peace will they add to you. What does that mean to let your heart keep the commandments? It's, it's more... <laughs> It's more than just memorizing scripture, okay? Don't read this and think, oh, I need to be memorizing more scripture. Memorizing scripture is great. Memorizing scripture is a good thing. But that's not what it means when it says, let your heart keep my commandments. Look down in verse 3 and 4. It says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. It's the same as mercy and truth. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. I love that imagery. That, that metaphor, that picture that they're painting with words. Write the words of God on the tablet of your heart. What does that mean to do that? It's not talking about memorizing scripture. It's talking about applying scripture. It's one thing to carry your Bible around, but to write God's words on the tablet of your heart means that the truth of God's word is interwoven into your very psyche, into the very character, your very nature, the very foundation of who you are as a conscious person, as an individual, as the name that you are. It means to weave those truths into your life and they are a foundation and they are applied in every decision that you make. Anybody can memorize scripture Okay, non-believers can memorize scripture, but that doesn't mean that God's word is written upon the tablet of their heart. Okay, and that is what we've got to understand. It's not about learning, memorizing things word for word. And I've had people come to me and say, well, I need to be memorizing more scripture. I need to be memorizing more scripture. And I always say, that's not what's most important. You need to be memorizing the concepts of scripture, what it's trying to teach. You may have a terrible memory and not be able to memorize scripture, but you can memorize the truth of scripture and have it so woven deep within your mind and your heart and your soul that you live it out and you act it out all the time in everything that you do. And that's what it's talking about here. You may never memorize any scripture and that's fine. Listen, the Pharisees in the day of Jesus had all the Old Testament scripture memorized. Memorized. Yet he still was calling them out for their hypocrisy. Called them a brood of vipers. They were deceptive. They didn't have God's words written on the tablet of their heart, even though they had it memorized up here. What's important is that it's applied. The truth is embraced. Faith then increases Mercy and the love of God increases when you actually do that. That is what's important, okay? Now, a little bit of historical background here. 
this whole idea of binding it around your neck and writing it on the tablet of your heart goes directly to the Jewish um, practice of wearing phylacteries, okay? And what these are, that word phylactery comes from, from Greek words, and it means amulet, it means protector, okay? And so what this was is they were tiny little boxes, like you, you think of it as little um, um, ring boxes, okay? And they would tie them, literally tie them around their head, where they would hang right here in the middle of their head, and they would tie one on their left wrist, okay? Now, in these boxes would be little parchments of Scripture, okay? Old Testament Scripture, specifically from Deuteronomy and Exodus, all right? And the reason they did this is there is Scripture in Deuteronomy where they are commanded, very similar to verse 3 and 4 here, to write God's words on their head and on their hands. And, and what that meant was it was a metaphorical thing. It was meant figuratively that you wear God's words on the, and write them on the tablet of your heart. That's essentially what that meant. But somewhere along the lines, the Jewish people and the, the, the priests would start to actually do it literally, which is okay. There was nothing wrong with that because that symbolizes, it's a symbol of writing God's words on your heart. And the reason they put it on their head was to show that their mind was in tune with God's truth and that it was the guide and, and actually the authority for their very mind. They put it on their left hand to symbolize that God's word was the guide and, and the thing to direct them in all their actions in life. So as they used their physical hands, anything they did and how they used their hands was meant to reflect God's word and his authority, okay? So it's a really beautiful symbol. Now, in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus points this out, that they, the Pharisees were wearing these. And he makes a statement, and I'm paraphrasing here. He says they wear their phylacteries wide and their tassels wide. He called them hypocrites, okay? The reason what he's talking about there is in that day and time, the Pharisees were having those phylacteries made really big. They were making the boxes bigger. They were making the tassels on their garments bigger. And the reason they did that is they were wanting the people to see what they were doing. It was a way to boast. It was a way for them to pray in public, as Jesus said. They like to pray loud in public so everyone sees them and thinks they're awesome spiritual leaders. But Jesus said, you go into a quiet, quiet place and pray. Jesus said, if you're going to wear a phylactery, wear it small. Don't be arrogant and boastful. Don't be a hypocrite, you know, and act the act, but not really have it written on your heart, which is what matters most. In Proverbs 3, that is what it's talking about. It, it reverberates the teachings of Jesus in the New Testament. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Bind them around your neck, kind of like how you wear a necklace and it's close to your heart. That's what it's saying there. Write them on the tablet of your heart. It's not about showing other people that you know lots of scripture and you have lots of things memorized. It's about genuinely surrendering to God's word, loving him with all your heart, and applying his truth and his wisdom Weave it into your very mind and into your, your heart and your love and what's precious and valuable to you. That's what is important, okay? That's what we learn here this morning. God's Word 
is important, but it's not just about knowing it and knowing about it, but it's about applying it. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope this encouraged you. Um, It's a good reminder for us of why Scripture is important. It's not the physical book itself. It's the words and the truth that is embedded in the words. All right, remember, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He's going to take care of everything else. God should be your greatest treasure. Seek after him, and you will experience truth. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.